0: everyone welcome to this episode of the 10k media podcast today i have with me Glover costa who is the ceo and co-founder of chisel strike how are you doing
1: i'm doing fantastic thank you
0: congratulations on uh just just getting into public beta that's exciting
1: Oh yeah, that's, uh, it's it's um, a it's something that we've been working towards for a long time. It's uh, we've spent around two months, uh, two and a half months in private beta, collecting user feedback and you know building, uh, figuring out what, what the next steps would be. Uh, so for us, it's uh, it's a great milestone. Thank you.
0: All right, so uh, let's jump right in. So what what's Chisel Strike all about? If you go to the website, you see obviously there's a product called Verso, if I'm saying that correctly um
1: yeah. h- how does
0: that all fit what's chisel strike what's perso and what's the what's the value for end users
1: uh so chisel strike is our company right it's the parent company and uh for disclosure we did have a product uh, uh up until uh the end of last year called chisel strike so again the idea was that product and the company would have the same name uh, but uh, th- through motions that we saw in the market, we decided to pivot away from it. It still exists as an open source product. Uh, we still put some effort uh, towards it, uh, but Turso is the main product now, uh, and and we'll see. Like uh, at, at some point, we might rename the company. Maybe other uh, other companies have done the same. Uh, but we're still discussing that. Uh, right now, we're very focused on the, actually delivering the product and and improving usage. Uh, but Turso is the main product, and Chisel Strike at this moment is the company.
0: So is Turso. Open source also, or is that a, a a paid product for for end users? And what what is it about? What what's what's the the skinny on Turso?
1: Yeah, so Turso, uh, what it is is an edge database. Uh, it's a, and what is an edge database is essentially a database that run that has your data. On, first of all, it's a database that has your data on the edge, but also is designed to work with code that is running on edge platforms like Vercel, Netlify, Edge Functions. Cloudflare. There are a variety of restrictions on those platforms that make it harder for normal uh, traditional databases to operate on. Uh, so, so so, that is Terso. Uh Turso has an open source component, right? So just uh, it's it's based on a fork of SQLite that we have called LibSQL. And we keep the names differently exactly to emphasize that, you know, this is an open source project that is for much broader use cases than that. Uh, SQLite, as most people know, is an embedded database. And what we've done uh, we have some changes that are useful for the embedded users, but we also have some changes, which is like wrapping the SQLite in an HTTP uh, protocol, so you can query it as a server, so you can do replication. Uh, we try to keep those things fairly separate, uh, and you know we want to build with that a community. Uh, I'm, I'm former, like previously I was uh, working with the Linux kernel just as my co-founder. So we come from this experience of like really having open source communities that are grassroots and and, and have a diverse set of interests. Uh, and then we build a commercial protocol through. So on, on top of that. Right. So just uh, that it's, it's the usual, like uh, large parts of that are open source and the control plane, so to speak, is, is not. Right.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. So we're, we're operating what they call at the edge here. Right. And uh, so, what what is the edge and what, what is the value for having sort of a uh, a database there?
1: Yeah, so the, the edge is a very interesting concept because, like, just technically speaking, the edge is just like a the, the threshold between the cloud and the user in, in, in some sense, right? it's so it's whatever uh and the IoT folks have talked about the edge for ages, meaning like the devices and and et cetera. But uh recently what we're seeing is that the web folks uh, are talking about the edge. And it's slightly, I mean, it still fits the definition. So it's not that the term is wrong. Uh, but I've been calling this just to differentiate from the IoT crowd the web edge. Uh, and the main difference is that the web edge is always online. So when you have your device, your device can go offline. So you, the, the, the things that work for the IoT edge have to account for the fact that you may or may not have connectivity. Uh, when you talk about the web edge, that is always online. But the value proposition is that unlike the cloud, uh, the cloud is usually something that is present in a couple of regions. You can have U.S. West, uh, U.S. East, and then Europe. Uh, the edge is present in a variety of locations. Sometimes up to 100 locations, or, or 30, 50, 100, whatever. Uh, so you get you get a lot lower latencies by dealing with the edge, right? So so that's that's that is the main value proposition. Uh, if you are in uh, let's say. Uh, I'm, I'm Poland. So you're in Poland and uh, you, your AWS data center would likely be in somewhere in Germany. Like if you can have a location in Poland, you can cut like maybe a dozens of milliseconds, which for a variety of use cases like e-commerce, uh, feature flags can make a lot of difference, right? Uh, in the US, for example, in our platform, you have uh, 10 locations uh, in, in the cloud. are like three regions. So you really want to have like this last mile thing. So that is the edge in general. Uh, And the problem is that like uh, people deploying things to the edge are still talking to central databases. So you put your code in there. uh, You want to have those dynamic experiences, but you either can't touch data uh, because if you touch data now, you just introduce like maybe 50, 100 milliseconds out of latency, uh, or you touch data in parts of what you're doing at the edge and pay the price. So you're no longer, you're not realizing the full value of the edge. Uh, databases at the edge is just uh, something that we're trying to do like okay so what do we need to do differently now to bring your data closer to you
0: okay so having the data closer to you so i get there's a there's a latency advantage is there any other other advantages like uh i don't know security let's say like you know if you're doing gdpr or i you know i don't know um,
1: yes, jurisdictional there's essentially it, it's it can be easier for you to comply with regulations right so i'm i uh and and you might want to be able to say like hey i have this piece of data here that for legal reasons as you as you just noticed it have to be in the eu i mean so this is a this is a this is doable this is all doable for like traditional architectures but i think one of the things that the edge brings there is very differently uh that that is done very differently is that it allows you to think of your application uh from a global perspective just say hey those are this is my application Those are the rules uh, without you having to think in terms of, oh, so to to allow that to happen, I need to put a server here and then I have to connect to uh, this thing and this other thing. And just to give you an example, with Turso, uh, what happens is that you have a single URL that you can query and that's your database. You don't need need to know when you're querying the database where your data is. Like the person operating the database will say like, okay, create the replica here, put the replica there. And our database will put will, will route you to the closest replica. And, and you don't have to be, when you're dealing with the database, aware of any of those things, right? So it's just a way like to abstract away those geographical concerns and, and, and have a global, a globally deployed application, database code, et cetera. Uh, so so that is when you think about edge functions, the same thing happens, right? So you, you have you don't have to necessarily think in terms of I'm gonna add a server here. Because I have a user that is here. You just query your Cloudflare workers and uh, you get code close to your user. So it's databases at the edge are just following the same trajectory pretty much.
0: Okay. Uh, are you going to be more of a, uh, as, you, as you grow, like a traditional database company competing with like Mongo and the cockroach? Or you know, do you, do you see yourself going deeper on the edge and doing like other stuff at the edge besides databases like computing and other stuff?
1: That's a great question, and um, I don't think I have a, an answer fully formed. Uh, and certainly, I don't think we want to do compute. That—that uh, that was, by the way, uh, one of the things that Chisel Strike, the original project, was trying to do. Uh, and the thesis there, there was essentially a convergence of compute and data, like your 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 compute functions running together with the data. Uh, and what we found out, by and large, is like uh, it, 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 if users don't want to run their compute in a platform that they don't already associate with, hey, this is my compute platform. We had a lot of, I mean, we did have a fair amount of usage in the open source project, uh, but when it came to the platform, we had lots of questions about, okay, so where do I deploy my code? How do I deploy this to Vercel? So, well, you don't deploy this to Vercel because the idea is that you put the compute to us. Okay, so then then how do I run my Next.js application? So, well, the idea is not to run the application. It's to run, like, just a part of the backend code. So we found a lot of, like, market confusion and, and friction around that product, which is uh, – and, and, again, the idea there was, like, code and compute. And, and as we saw those things developing – uh, not code and computer, com- computer and data. Let's focus just on the data, it, which is something that uh, just by the numbers on the private beta alone, we're having a lot more uh, traction and success. So I think I, I think it's uh, obviously at some point, if you become muscular enough, I mean, it's something that you can you can try to do. Uh, but what what I read from the market uh, is that like uh, people want to put their people want the separation, right, of like, hey, my compute runs here, my data runs there, and you want you want them to be closed, uh, by by all means, so you don't pay the, the latency, and that's what we're trying to do, uh, but uh, there are lines that get blurred, so for example, user-defined functions, which is something that is part of our uh, our LibSQL, uh, this is something that we've done for embedded devices, this is not something that we have done for the platform, but we support user-defined functions in WebAssembly. So if uh there is ever a demand to enable this in the platform, now you can run WebAssembly functions in your database. Is that compute? Uh potentially, yes. Right. So so that, that there are some lines that are blurrier. Um, I think we'll be a, a database company for a, a year, two years down the road, but we don't want to compete with the general purpose databases. So this is this is the thing. Like we we really want to use, we really want to focus on the use cases in which uh, and, and, and when I say we don't want to compete, it's very normal. People do this with analytics all the time. You have you, you can have your central database with all of your data, but then a piece of that data uh, goes to you You put somewhere else to do your BI. And and I think it's a similar scenario here. You can get a piece of your data, put it in the edge. That's the data that is going to, for example, be your product catalog. Uh, so I don't think we're thinking about this is, oh, hey, let's replace Mongo. Let's replace Postgres. But uh, right. it's. Clearly a database company, not like a general purpose edge edge compute company, right?
0: Okay. No, I, I get what you're saying. You're not a general purpose edge or general purpose database, right? You're, you're specifically a database edge company. That's totally cool, and I'm sure it's probably complementary with a lot of these players, although I guess I am curious if you think Mongo and Cockroach and those type of folks are going to start gesturing towards the edge. Have they already made moves towards the edge or, or or have they kind of stayed away from from it
1: yeah uh not again i, I don't know uh, all of their roadmaps uh cockroach hinted towards doing something in that regard uh mongo i have no idea uh, one of, one of the defining characteristics of the edge, though, is that uh, the edge, uh, has usually a lot fewer resources than the cloud. Otherwise it would just be like, why? When you think about the cloud and edge, the first question, like knowing nothing about it. Okay. So then why doesn't Amazon just put uh, data centers everywhere is that those data centers are expensive. So usually at the edge, you have a lot less compute power. You have a lot less storage, uh, and your resources are constrained in, in a way. So uh, I do believe that SQLite is. The answer, like, or something based on on SQLite, because it's a database. Uh, and and again, our fork of SQLite is still very similar to SQLite in many ways. We have uh, some things that we added, but by and large, I mean ninety five percent plus of the code base is still the same. Uh, so, I mean, a, a database. Our bet is that the edge will call for something that is very lean, can run on on those uh, restricted environments uh, with with way less power. Uh, so, so I, I think those databases will potentially try to have some edge story. Uh, but, uh, at, at the end of the day, I think it calls for a different approach, right? How,
0: uh, ubiquitous do you think the edge is now? Like I, I, the way it sounds, it's almost like, I mean, it's the advantage of being cutting edge. Um, but maybe the disadvantage is it sounds like something that like only like, you know, super tech forward companies will, will be doing. And that may just be the truth of it, at least for the moment, right? Is that what you're seeing? It's, it's got to be pretty tech-savvy folks that are experimenting with this stuff, or are you seeing actually adoption yeah. that's that's more broad than than people would expect? Um,
1: I think if you look, for example, one of the, one of the things, and this is a, a bit unrelated, but one of the things that people conflate with, with the edge, uh, and I have an article that I wrote about it the other day, uh, tried to explain that, is serverless. Uh, so serverless and the edge are not the same, but a lot of people see them as, as the same thing. Uh, but if you look at serverless in general, Uh, and look at the numbers from AWS Lambda, uh, only now it's getting to like a really getting adoption, like widespread adoption to the point you can say, hey, this is a thing. Uh, So the edge is definitely not at this point, right? So the the edge is definitely a nascent thing. We are seeing lots of, uh, uh, as you mentioned, forward-thinking companies, uh, developers, individual developers, they're always the ones that are creating those trends and trying to stay ahead of the curve. But it's not something like even comparable to bare serverless, right? It, it's a, uh, but it's usually where startups want to be in in the thing that is that is growing. So that that's why, uh, not just because of the growth, otherwise we'll be doing AI like uh, everybody else now, but because you see an opportunity and say, hey, this is the market that I can serve. This is you know knowledge that I have, and you do bet on this being like at least ten times bigger in a couple of years. But I don't think we're there yet, which is which is a good thing. But I'm we've definitely seen a lot of interest. Cool. In in in, in general,
0: who, who's the end user? Is it is it an ops person? Is it DevOps? Is it uh, you know? I like who who who's the the end users of this of this? Is it the same folks that would be managing and operating traditional databases or
1: no? And this is a, this is a great great question because one of our founding is in this company, uh, and and we have two things that we consider very critical for like why this. Uh, and is exactly that the person who is making the database decisions in most companies is changing, is no longer the same person. So you mentioned who is the traditional database buyer uh, with a DBA, a DevOps, a person uh, who deals with infrastructure and has to make this decision like, Hey, I need a database. and, and, And then I have like two or three approved databases because it's, it's a very complicated process. But what we're seeing now is, who are the people who are deploying things on Cloudflare Workers? They're usually application developers. They're front-end developers, and and they had they had their front end deployed in 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 things like Vercel, uh, or, or or Cloudflare for that matter. But now they say, why can't I just do a little bit of my back-end here as well, right? And the database is just the extension of that. So if I if I want to do uh, if I want to do if I can do my routing, my my part of my API, the next. Next step is is the database. So we do believe, uh, and and we believe if we offer those people a database choice, I mean, they don't come from databases, they usually don't understand databases, but if we offer them a database that they can reason about, uh, they will adopt it. Uh, And once again, this is why things based on SQLite are so powerful, because SQLite is a very simple database. Uh, they're not going to cover, like, it's not the database you would go to for your extremely complex analytics or your extremely complex query, but it's the database that every front-end tutorial starts with uh, because it's local and, 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 and runs in your, in your computer and, 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 you know, you don't have to do any setup. So we do believe that this is a different kind of people that is making, different kind of developer making those database choices.
0: So if you were to, like, I don't know, articulate to somebody... Like an architecture of so you're saying you know traditional data centers aren't going anywhere, the traditional database players aren't going anywhere right these This is for specific use cases um what what are those use cases? How would you explain it to somebody who's trying to think about what okay, I don't know much about the edge. it sounds interesting. How should I think about it? What should I put there? what kind of things should I put there yeah
1: the way the way I personally like to think about it is just reason from what does that give you on a technical level? And again, what does that give you is low latency, uh, maybe by a factor of 10, maybe by a factor of 100, depending on, on et cetera. So what are the use cases in which front-end developers, application developers are making the decisions uh, and would benefit from low latencies. So clearly are not use cases in which you need to do heavy aggregations. they are not use cases in which you have to do uh, analytic queries or or anything like that. But when you look, for example, at e-commerce use cases or or storefronts, shopping carts, etc., you have a very clear correlation between uh, my page took longer to load and my user just went away to, to somewhere else in which the page did not take that long to load. Uh, those are exactly use cases that are already doing compute at the edge. Those are the use cases that we're pursuing for. Okay, so now bring part of your data in there as well to provide those experiences. Mm. Uh, and, and right, so just to now bring your shopping, uh, bring your product catalog or bring uh, whatever it, to the edge uh, so that now you don't have to load on, uh, and it's not the images, it's not the assets because those are are already at the CDN. Right. Right. Uh, The the information about the user. So you can make those personalization decisions Um, and and already touched on on another use case, which is user personalization. Uh, Will the machine learning model uh, run at the edge? No. But once you have the result of that model, then you can push the results of that model to the edge uh, so you can provide personalization very close to where your user is. A-B testing is a similar category. Feature flags, uh, which is something like, again, when you're testing for a feature flag, uh, if it takes 10 milliseconds to load versus 100 milliseconds to load, it makes a huge difference. Uh, so those are the, use- this is not an, an exhaustive list, uh, but like users usually will know, like, okay, I benefit from lower latency versus I don't. And, you know, giving those examples, uh, th- those are things that we're seeing a lot of interest.
0: So are you, I mean, if someone's listening to this and they're not already doing computing at the edge, would you assume they're not quite ready for, for, you know, the database at the edge or, or they're not necessarily that correlated?
1: Um, uh, I think that, I think there is a correlation and, and obviously I would like to have everybody using our technology uh, and there's always a use case and, 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 you know, just uh, it's a, maybe you're not doing computer at the edge because you're querying directly from the browser and you are very, uh, client heavy right uh and in in which case absolutely you could put your database at the edge because now your client is is reaching directly because you're still pushing a lot of javascript to the client and uh in in the front end world you see that this this things it's like a pendulum uh, right just the client side versus server side and etc uh so absolutely for example if client side uh you would benefit from this uh but i i just think that uh it, there is a natural there there is a there, there is a strong but not exhaustive correlation uh, that, that comes also uh frankly from from how w- willing you are to explore new technologies right so just the, usually the people who are at the edge uh are are uh, they're putting uh their their back ends at the edge there are people uh, developers they're very willing and and to try new technologies to try new trends to experiment with that so there, i do think there's a strong correlation yeah but there are use cases like the one i just mentioned in which uh you don't have to be there
0: totally um so you mentioned, this might be a naive question, but, uh, you know, so it's not in the data center. Right? It's not in the cloud. Mm-hmm. So it has less resources to sort of pull from. So where, but where anyway are those resources coming from? Like, I, I guess that <laughs> might be, yeah, they,
1: they are, they are data centers. They're just much smaller data centers, right? Uh, so for
0: their actual data star, are you do you guys have to have actual data? No, centers, or you no,
1: no, just that. Well, well, somebody does. And in, uh, we, we actually run, uh, we, we run on top of uh, Fly.io. Though there are other platforms that we uh, are exploring as well. Uh, but Fly.io themselves run on top of Equinix uh, as far uh-huh. as I understand, right? I so Equinix, ha- Equinix have like a 30, 50, I don't know, uh, locations uh, around the globe. Uh, and right. they, will rent you, they will rent you those servers. Uh-huh. Uh, I think the model is different than, than AWS. You do rent the servers. Uh, just that for us, for us as a small startup uh, that we still are, we don't want to rent the servers. We want to rent from a software company like Flydroid, but there are others like Koyeb and, and and other. Uh, you know, we're working a lot with Koyeb as well, uh, but I'm sure there are others uh, that will rent this hardware from Equinix or one of their competitors, put some software layer on top, and then do something like what the cloud will be doing for you, just uh, on, on on those edge machines, right?
0: Huh. Okay. That's actually interesting. I didn't realize that. So, you know, this might be a hardball question, but, you know, so as uh, makes it interesting for listeners, and I'm sure there's an answer to it. But I mean, I guess I get what you're saying that AWS isn't going to build, you know, a million data centers necessarily, although I assume they will continue to build them. And mm-hmm. people are running hybrid cloud too now also, right? So they they have if if GCP or Azure has a data center that's closer, they 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 can now choose that also and and distribute and and choose based on geolocation if they want to. So as more data centers come up, does that lessen the the need for edge, or or is that not a good way to think about it?
1: Uh, on the contrary, is this thing like uh, if if AWS gets more because the thing is, is this is not something against AWS as a company or GCP or, or or Azure. Uh is like if AWS let's imagine AWS have 20 other data centers in different other regions. Now they're an edge provider, right? So it's just that it's so it doesn't it do, it's not that it negates the need for the edge. On the contrary, just that means now we have yet another edge provider. Uh and and now now let's imagine that the AWS Lambda Uh, We'll run in the location that's closer to you, Uh, even one more step towards being an edge provider. So uh, an edge provider is essentially, uh, you know, I think economic reasons make AWS not want to do that. But should they want to do that, they just became an edge provider and they're competing in the space. right?
0: Is there like a a technical distance, like a hard stop if you're outside of, let's say, a 10 mile radius, 50 mile radius, you're no longer within the edge or it's not that black and white?
1: Uh, I, yeah, I don't think it's black and white, which is why, by the way, there's this big confusion. Uh, I, I have a friend that uh, deals in in the IoT space, and he keeps bugging me, like, "What are you guys doing or not edge?" Right? Because again, from the IoT point of view, you really want to be at 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 the point of presence of the device. Uh, If you look at the definition on Wikipedia and et cetera, the edges, it's a fuzzy definition. It really is like a closer, moving things closer, closer to what? By how much? And my co-founder is Finnish uh, and he's always complaining, like Equinix doesn't have a data center in Helsinki. So I have to go to uh, Prague or Warsaw, whatever is closer. So, yes, it's still much better to go to those locations than it is to go to Amsterdam, uh, which is from his perspective, uh, but his he keeps asking, why can't we have a data center in Helsinki? So it's just, it's just like the idea of moving closer. That's the edge. But there's a uh, if if the world uh, is like the evolution of the human eye, right? So if we start from getting some sensors to like more information. So if if we were living in a world in which uh, AWS US East one was all there was, your first data center in Europe is already like moving. Towards that definition, right? Yeah. What we have today is really like a, a, this world with the cloud, with a couple of regions versus Equinix and others who will usually have thirty to fifty regions, right? So that is a factor of ten more.
0: Cool. Makes a lot of sense. Super interesting. I'm I'm curious to uh to see the rise of of this field. I mean, I've been hearing about edge computing. You know, for some reason, it's bringing a flavor to my mouth the same thing as distributed tracing. I don't know why that came to mind. It just seems like something that's like very technical on the edge, but becoming more standard. And we both worked at, at Datadog. And I guess I'm, I'm curious, it's like an awkward segue, but uh, <laughs> I, I'm curious if uh, your work at Datadog um, inspired this at all? Or, or where, where did sort of you and your co-founder decide this is a problem you wanted to tackle?
1: Uh, no, I mean, D- Datadog didn't have, a a lot on, on that specifically. Um, it, it did, it did, uh, push me a little bit towards like founding a startup because before, before that I was, uh, I worked for another database company called Scylla, uh, which was a NoSQL like petabyte scale, completely different than what we're doing today, but like a petabyte scale, no database, very focused on performance. And I was employee number three or four and, and my co-founder joined me, uh, right right after. And we both worked together in the Linux kernel before that. So we know each other for like uh, 15 years at least. And Datadog was a fantastic company. I, mean, I left Scylla when COVID started. I worked for Datadog. And my original plan was to be there for like years and then found a startup. Uh, it was something that I always wanted to do. Uh, but uh, one thing I found out about myself, and this is like a personal journey thing, and uh, and obviously, as you mature, those things change, and you know, as the, the environment changes, that changes. But I really like building, uh, and working for a big company is fundamentally different than than working for for a startup. Uh, so, and and I was, I, I I think I still had gas to to do more startups, and I started to realize that you know what, just uh, it, it it's an opportunity. Uh, we also had an opportunity uh, that was you know, one VC that we were talking to. Uh, but we first we decided that, hey, maybe not just found the company, but, but let's explore the idea of doing something. Uh, and then as we started exploring, uh, I want we did not want to just build another database because it felt silly, right? Just that there are so many databases. So why would you do that, like a general purpose database? Then we started talking to a lot of, uh, just to keep our minds open, to lots of people who will be consuming databases to understand what the problems were. And one of the things that became very clear to us was that front-end developers uh, were more and more, as we discussed in our thesis, in charge of those decisions. And they had a very different life than the database people that we were. Uh, and, and as we started querying, it's, okay, what do you do? I, I want to deploy my code to the edge, and Why is that? So, I mean, it, it came from those discussions. Uh, and the discussions themselves were, uh, were, I think, sparkled by this thing about, hey, may, maybe, again, Datadog is was at least two times better than I expected because I joined a big company, understanding that yeah, it's a big company, but it, 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 let, let's try. It. Uh and it was much better than I expected, but it was still a big company. It still had a lot of things like hey, wait three months for a kernel update because the security group has to look into that. And and I think I was still like a, a still a builder in, in in my heart. Uh so it it didn't have a very strong relationship except for the initial sparkle for let's look at the what, what the cool kids are doing out there. Right?
0: Very cool. Well, uh, congratulations on the on the launch. Where where can people you know if they're interested in checking you out and giving it a try? How do they find you?
1: Uh, so they can go to our website, uh, which is uh, also available at torso.tech. So that's t-u-r-s-o.tech, uh, and chiselstrike.com uh, still uh, redirects there. But I think more and more we are embracing the TURSO brand uh and we're always happy like uh, in, in in the website itself you're going to find the link to our discord uh we're very active there we're always uh, excited to connect to people and yeah sweet
0: very good so are, is there like an active like community in on, on the discord where people can ask questions about edge absolutely. and that kind of stuff
1: absolutely yeah absolutely and and we love talking i mean we we <laughs> both back and i are, are are great talkers so i mean just come and, and ask us um Unless, uh, you know, not personal questions. So, sometimes, I mean, if well posed, we can answer those as well. But, like, we're always happy to talk to our users and, and talk to interested parties about Teruso, about the edge, about databases, about uh, compute in general.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, people shouldn't come to you necessarily with their, uh, with their marriage problems and their depression. Keep it, keep it.
1: Well, <laughs> I, I would say, let's get to know each other first and develop <laughs> a friendship. Then, yes. But <laughs> very,
0: very good. Well, uh, it, very interesting stuff, man. I, uh, you know, this this whole, like I said, I mean edge computing and now edge databases, that this this particular topic I really didn't know anything about. Um the edge in general, I have known a little bit about, but definitely know quite a bit more. And uh I think uh you know, especially for front end developers listening, it might be uh something worth checking out. So terso dot text or or sorry, terso dot tech or uh chiselstrike.com, uh, that that website is still up and you guys may just totally embrace terso or keep chisel strike but it's all the same soup and uh worth checking out so thanks man for your time i think uh this will be an interesting listen to to the uh yeah the 10k media audience so appreciate you
1: taking some time adam my pleasure okay bye-bye until next time catch you there